Today's reading is from Philippians 3, 4b to 14. If anyone, I too have reason for confidence in the flesh, says Paul. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, I have come to regard as lost because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteous from God, based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his suffering by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain this resurrection from the dead, but that I have already obtained this, I have already. If not that I have already attained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made it his. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press onward toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Blessed be the reading of the word. About 30 years ago, uh, folks from this church wanted to partner with a a church somewhere internationally. And uh, so my understanding is that uh, they sent Dee Berman, who, um, (laughs) if you know Dee, everyone has a little giggle who knew her. Did you notice that? Because Dee is a force of nature. She uh, was a missionary kid and grew up in Cuba. Uh, fluent, completely fluent in Spanish, and so I believe Dee went all by herself down to the Yucatan and uh, met with different churches, and then when she got to this tiny town of Takash, Mexico, she felt like she had found her place, had found our place. This group uh, had just begun meeting as a church. They are meeting under a few fruit trees initially just to start gathering as a church, 
Later, we're going to sing a song about a tree. So they also have trees that are important to them in their history like we do. And um, we said, how can we help? And so over the last 30 years, uh, that has looked many different ways. We helped them build, actually, physically and financially their church buildings. And now they are established um, in that space and financially independent. We helped uh, them with a water filtration system, which uh, now every week um, serves a thousand families that get those big jugs of water. Uh, and so, and they're completely independent in making that happen. And uh, so, so what's left? Well, what's left is this beautiful friendship that continues to share. And, and you know how it is when you go and see a friend that you've known for a long time but lives really far away and you catch up on each other's lives. And I don't know about you, but for me, I leave and I think, wow, I'm just so much more comforted knowing that that person is across the country or across the world and holding me in their hearts just as I hold them and that deep sense of connection across time and boundaries. I would say that's the best emotion that I could share with you to describe how I felt going on my first trip to Takash and meeting uh, this community that um, for the very first time it felt like a family reunion. It felt like being welcomed into a family that you didn't know you even belonged to yet. Um, and yet, I think all of us felt that way. So I'd like to invite our, those who are here from the trip uh, to stand up just for minutes and turn around and wave so everyone can see who you are. Uh, we'll be hearing from different folks. And, and um, yeah. <laughs> so you can sit down. We're missing um, Dee Berman, who I was speaking of. She now lives in Tucson, Arizona, so she's not with us. And Robin and John Flastery are not here today, as well as Alice Chang. Am I missing anyone else? And Adler, yes, who is Gwen and Chuck Halterman's grandson, who was um, the most fluent in Spanish out of all of us. And so <laughs> we were so grateful for Adler. He was such a huge part of um, our time there. In all of the um, politicking and press over what's happening at the border, this trip was so powerful to just actually be together, to be in relationship, to look in each other's eyes, and to, to, to actually remember the people that we all are in the, in the across the borders that we share. So I've invited... Um, our kids to share their perspective of the trip uh, this morning, and we're going to begin with Isaac. Hello, I'm Isaac. I'm son of David and Susan, uh, Alan and Carmichael, and brother of Asher. Um, okay, so this was my first service trip here at Takash, and um, I went into it knowing some Spanish. I had three years in high school of uh, Spanish, but I stopped sophomore year. That was my third year. Um, and going into this trip, I had no idea how, would it, how it would have impacted my life and what my perspective would have been uh, on the world going out of there. Um, when we first got to Monte de Sion, this was their, the name of their church, 
were flooded with smiles. Everyone was so happy to see us, even though we had never seen them before. Um, and for the, for, many, for the many people in our group who didn't speak Spanish and for the many of them who didn't speak English, it was hard um, to communicate, even though we still felt their warm welcome. And I'd gotten to meet the youth, and I really enjoyed talking to them in Spanish and practicing my Spanish. And um, later that day, on the first day, I went um, into the, the main church, and we, I saw the, I played the drums, so I went into there, and I sat on the drum set, and I saw there were some other musicians there playing um, bass, guitar, um, and some other instruments, and I just, we just started jamming, like, didn't even speak much, just, like, I started with a beat, they started with some, uh, chords, and then we just started playing, even though we didn't, we came from opposite ends of the world, didn't relate in any way, really, except for, um, our musical talents, and, uh, this was also shown in, um, the, uh, the anniversary, so, on the final, on the final night, we had, uh, at the anniversary uh, service in in their church, and uh, the music just filled the room. It filled the room with love, pride. It just showed that they their their lives throughout was surrounded by music. And um, like I said, even though not all of us spoke their language and not not all of them spoke our language, we really felt that bond um, between our group and theirs. Even though this was our first time meeting with them and. Um, yeah, so basically the feeling that I got out of this trip was that music is like such like an, a universal language throughout the whole world. You don't need to, you can come from any background, have any, uh, any past, don't even need to speak the language to have such an amazing experience with these people. And I'm so happy I went on this trip because not only did I have this new perspective on how their lives were and how uh, reflecting that on how my life was my life was but um it really shows that yeah just mu like <laughs> I, I don't really know like how to explain this just I had such a way of feeling going into it like close-minded like oh this is just gonna be we're just gonna be helping these people out but then when I come back, like, I still have friends I talk to on social media from there in Spanish. And I just really am glad I went on this trip for those reasons. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Aija, and I've been at Valley Press for seven years. I just recently went on a trip to Mexico with some of the youth and some church adults. Something that I enjoyed there was getting to meet new people, but also getting to meet the youth. There was one night in particular that I enjoyed the most, and, um, and that's when there was a huge fiesta, but also the late night service. During the late night service, a girl named Stephanie, who was around my age, handed me a bracelet, and the bracelet had resembled our friendship. Even though we were going to be a long distance away from one another. The reason why it has a lot of meaning is because she made one for me, but she also had one for herself. 
So to this day, we start we started sending letters back and forth so that we can learn each other's language, and uh, also laugh about silly things that come around from their homes. Thank you. I'm Emmy. Um, if you don't know me, my mom is Jenny. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, sorry if I sound gross. I'm a little sick. Um, okay, so I'm not gonna lie. In the weeks leading up to the trip, I was not super excited. I was, um, I was leaving my friends and sleeping in to go to like what I thought was just gonna be like a week of church services. Um, <laughs> When I got, but when I got there, like the first thing that hit me, I speak no Spanish at all, not at all. Um, and when it hit me at first <laughs> was just like the smiles and just like the huge amount of love that I felt from everyone on that trip. And on the first day, there's this boy who came up to our group. He was his name's Javier. He came up to us and asked us to play, and he was so cute and small and. <laughs> Um, he kept coming up to us throughout the week and asking us to play, and we would always play. And um, But he didn't speak very much, not Spanish really, not really in English. And um, it was one of the nights of the celebrations, and he came over to me and he started tapping like the rhythm to like We Will Rock You by Queen, if everyone knows that song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I was like, oh, like, cool, like, I know that song. And so then I, like, played it on my phone for him, and he started singing along to that song, and we, he would always tap along to it. And throughout the week, that song played over and over again. And I'm not going to lie, it got, like, a little annoying, but <laughs> he, he lit up. So I kept giving him my phone to play it because he lit up so much and started smiling whenever that song came on. Um, later in the week, um, I learned that he um, his home life isn't the best, and um, but what really struck me was just even though he doesn't have the best home life, and um, he would always be just so he just showed so much love for everyone and just happiness. He plays like you know like the tambourine thing, not tambourine, but you know what I'm talking about, like it makes a little shaking noise. He played that during the church service, and he was just having so much fun with that. Um, and I don't speak, as I said, I don't speak any Spanish. He didn't speak much, but I really just felt, I sat next to him and his family during the celebrations, and I just felt so much love and warmth from all of them. They took, I have tons of pictures on my phone because they, the two little boys stole my phone and they drained my whole battery. But it's cool because I have a bunch of cute photos of them. Um, <laughs> but um, we were both laughing and having a great time throughout that, and um, this really impacted my trip because it highlighted that even if you don't speak the same language, love, compassion, and joy um, can just really connect a group of people. Thank you. I'm Asher, Isaac's brother. And so when we went to Dakosh, on our second or third day there, we went around to have some home visits. And so these home visits allowed us to understand the living conditions of some of the people living in Dakosh. And as we went around from house to house, we would get to understand what problem that family was facing and we would pray for them and show them our support. Eventually we made it to Abuela's home 
and Abuela is the mother of all the Martine children. And uh, just about a week before we had came, she'd almost lost her life because of her um, severe health issues. And when we arrived, um, we introduced ourselves, and as Abuela's son would talk to us about her health issues and a little bit about the family history of the Martines, Alice quietly asked me if I would sing for her. At first, I was a little hesitant, but I knew that I should do this because it was the least I could do for all that she had been through and um, all that her family had been through. When I finally gave Alice a definite yes, I scrambled in my head to find a song. I eventually decided on a German piece, Bis du bei mir. When I got up to sing the song, I was quite nervous, even though I was only singing in front of 10 people. But as I sang the song, Abuela and a few of her family members began to cry quite heavily. And after I sang, er, in the moment, I did not know how to react, so I just continued to sing. <laughs> after I did sing, they all said thank you, and I sat back down to continue our home visit. But through the rest of the day, I began to realize how much not only my singing, but music in general can impact a person, and how simple it is to make such a difference in someone's day or life. When I got home back to California, I took that thought and feeling with me to eventually realize that music isn't just something that you buy a ticket to see or learn how to play, but music is a way for me to not only express myself as an individual, but it is something that I can use to give back. Also, music has become a way of empowerment for not only, for not only myself, but for others as well. And by singing to Abuela and seeing her reaction to my singing, that has allowed me to, sh uh, to show how impactful music can be for Abuela, but also the rest of the world. Hello. So those who don't know us, my name is Owen. I'm Richard's son, and this is Jimmy. So uh, at the 29th anniversary party, the church in Takash gave us a couple gifts to remember our friendship. First, the youth group gave us this photo, which will be put in the, the classroom five where the youth meets and other meetings are held. And the second picture down here was given to us by the women's group in Takash. Secondly, we were given a banner, that banner over there, from the Sunday school, signed on the back with notes and prayers from the members. We hope to put this up in the Sunday school classroom. And lastly, we were given this plaque. This plaque was hand-painted and engraved by Luis, a member of Takasha's session. It commemorates our 60th anniversary. We are looking for the right place to hang it. Down here, the plaque reads, in recognition of your outstanding work in the speaking and sharing of the gospel of Christ and our, your commitment to always help the needy. Thank you, guys. It has a painting of our sanctuary here with our logo and then a painting of their sanctuary here. So it's a really beautiful beautiful piece that they did for us. Um, so, thank you guys for speaking about your experience. I think uh, for me, who is, uh, has a degree in cross-cultural communication and who reads a lot about issues in international development and across international partnerships, I think a lot about issues like white privilege and power structures 
And so whenever I go into a situation like this, it's with a little bit of nervousness. Um, I don't know if any of you can relate, but for all of my, um, my learning and reading, I th I'm paying attention to, to where there are power differentials here. And, and are we just coming in, you know, in this, this long history of um, mission work to, to share the way that we see things and the way things should be? Is, is there a quality in our relationship? How is that? shown, and I came in with all of those questions going into uh, this trip. I don't know if any of you can relate to that, but that's um, where I often am when I'm doing international work. And yet, I, as I think about my experience there, and I think about the scripture that Bobby read earlier, there was a much deeper invitation to, yes, hold those very important questions and considerations. And also, and also, to enter into a deeper sense of identity, a deeper friendship, a place where it can maybe get a little messy as we have hard conversations and think about the varieties of, of how our relationship plays out, but to not let my questions hold me back from actually relating. I left with some new questions. Questions that, as our friends there, were so happy and honored to just be with us and to be seen and loved. Do I allow myself to rest in being seen and loved by others? It seems like such a simple question, but it's so hard to do, to just rest in the, the, the deepness of a friendship. Our friends did not ask us to have a faith that was all aligned. We weren't talking about theological propriety and working out our differences. Instead, we were able to share what was in that text, that, that we are identified with Christ, and that all of the pedigrees that we bring and all of the, the scholarship and all of the things that Paul said that he had and that many of us in this room carry as well, that None of that matters as much as our identity in love, our identity in God, our identity in Christ. Our hard questions often matter. In fact, um, those hard questions that we've been asking have led to the depth of the friendship that we have in Takash. They've led to some some bumps and bruises along the way in our 30-year friendship, and yet now, uh, here we are, we continue to be connected more deeply than ever because we stayed in those questions together. You don't have to go to Takash to have this experience. The invitation to all of us is to consider where I, our identity lies, to consider what are the barriers that we put between us and another person, to consider how we may be holding on to those things that we think make us so important and in intelligent and where those, those pedigrees and ideas and questions keep us from actually engaging in relationship with other people. As uh, we were there and thinking about their church and who they are and thinking about our church and who we are, I kept coming back to this our mission statement that we're 
a base camp building a more loving world because we hope that this place is a place where we can be central in our identity in Christ, where we are not holding, where we can let go of the things that we think make us so important out there and instead be here in a space of love and acceptance and in God together. So at the end of my sermon, um, which was twice as long because it was translated <laughs> and twice as sweaty because it was really hot <laughs> up there, uh, we, I sang for them uh, this song that we've been singing together as a church, and I'd like for us to sing that this morning together. It's in the inside of your yellow, um, your yellow sheet in your bulletin. And uh, we'll sing the verses in English. And then we'll sing the chorus in Spanish. And I'd like to invite you to stand as we sing together. And as we sing, to consider um, your prayer for this church, your prayer for Takash, and your prayer that you may be the presence of love in the world.